Hey, here we are. April 2nd. Yes. April 2nd. Because Brindley kept on April Foolsing you for some weird reason the next day. We were getting crushed with April Fools yesterday hard. So, yeah, today is April 2nd, and we're reading with Finnegan, and we are continuing Captain Underpants Book 1, and I think we're on Chapter 9, right? Mm, Yeah, four to six weeks later. All right, man. Take it away, son of mine. After four to six weeks of backbreaking slave labor, grueling homework assignments, and accumulating good behavior at school, a package arrived in George's mailbox from the Little Wise Guy no- Novelty Company. It was the 3D Hypno Ring. Hallelujah, cried George. It's everything I ever hoped for. Let me see, let me see, said George. Don't look directly at it, warned George. You don't want to be hypnoti- get hypnotized, do you? Do you really r- think it'll work? Asked Harold. Do you, th- do you really think we can at- amaze our friends, control our enemies, and take over the world just like the ad says? It better work, said George, or else we just wasted four whole bucks. The next morning... George and Harold didn't arrive early at Mr. Krupp's house to wash his car and reshingle his roof. In fact, they were even a little late getting to school. When they finally showed up, Mr. Krupp was standing at the front door waiting for them. And boy, was he mad. Mr. Krupp inserted the boys into the office and slammed the door. All right, where were you two this morning, he growled. We wanted to come over to your house, said George, but we were busy trying to figure out the secret of this ring. What ring, stumped Mr. Krupp? George held up his hand and showed the ring to Principal Krupp. It's got one of those weird patterns on it, said Harold. If you stare at it long enough... A picture will appear. Well, hold it still, snarled Mr. Krupp. I can't see the darn thing. I have to move it back and forth, said George, or else it won't work. Mr. Krupp's eyes followed the ring back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and back and forth. You have to stare deeper into the ring, said Harold. Deeper, deeper, deeper. You are getting sleepy, said George. Very sleepy. Mr. Krupp's eyeballs began, eyelids began to droop. I'm so sleepy, he mumbled. After a few months, Mr. Krupp's eyes were closed tight and he began to snore you are under our spell said george when i snap my fingers you will you will obey our every command snap i will obey mumbled mr crop all right said george have you still got that videotape of me and harold yes mumbled Mr. Krupp, instruct. Well, hand it over, Bob, cried 
George instructed. Mr. Crump unlocked a large file cabinet and opened the bottom drawer. He reached in and handed George and Harold the videotape. George stuffed it into his backpack. Harold took a different video out of his backpack and put it into the file cabinet. What's that video? asked George. It's one of my little sister's old Boomer the Purple purple Dragon sing-along videos. Nice touch, said George. When Harold bent down to close the file cabinet, he took a quick look inside. Whoa, he cried at all the stuff in here. The file cabinet was filled with everything Mr. Krupp had taken away from the boys over the years. There were slingshots, whoopee cushions, skateboards, fake doggy doo-doo, you name it, it was in there. Look at this, cried George, a big stack of Captain Underpants comics. He's got every issue, said Harold. For hours, the two boys sat on the floor laughing and reading their comics. Finally, George looked up at the clock. Yikes, he said. It's almost lunchtime. We better clean up this mess and get to class. The boys looked up at their principal, who had been standing behind them in a trance all morning. Gee, I almost forgot about Mr. Krupp, said Harold. What should we do with him? Do you want to have some fun? asked George. Why not, said Harold. I haven't had any fun in the last four to six weeks. Cool, said Harold. He walked up to the to Mr. Krupp and snapped his fingers. Snap. You are a chicken, he said. Suddenly, Mr. Krupp leaped into his desk and flapped his arms. Cluck, 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 he cried, kicking his papers off the desk behind him and pecking out his pen and pencil set. George and Harold howled with laughter. Let me try, let me try, said Harold. Um, you are a monkey. You gotta snap your fingers, said George. Oh yeah, said Harold. Snap! You are a monkey. Suddenly, Mr. Krupp sprang off his desk and began swinging from the fluorescent light fixers. He shrieked, leaping leaping from one side of the room to the other. George and Harold laughed so hard they almost cried. My turn, my turn, said George. Let's see, what should we turn him into next? I know, said Harold. Holding up a Captain Underpants comic. Let's turn him into Captain Underpants. Good idea, said George. Snap, you are now the greatest superhero of all time. The amazing Captain Underpants. From his office window. Mr. Krupp tore down the red curtain from his office window and tied it around his neck. Then he took off his shoes, socks, t-shirt, pants, and his awful toupee. 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 You know what a toupee is? No. It's like fake hair that people wear That's what that guy when is. they're bald. I knew that guy was bald the whole entire Because <laughs> I thought um, he just cut that off or something. Cause oh, no. A toupee. Yeah, it's fake hair. Tra-la-la, he sang. 
Mr. Crop stood before them looking quite triumphant. With his cape blowing in the breeze of the open window, George and Harold were dumbfounded. You know, said George, he kind of looks like Captain Underpants. Yeah, Harold replied. After a short silence, the two boys looked at each other and burst into laughter. George and Harold had never laughed so hard in all their lives. Tears ran down their faces as they rolled about the floor, shrieking in hysterics. After a while, George pulled himself up from the floor for another look. Hey, George, cried. Where did he go? George and Harold dashed to the window and looked out. There running across the parking lot was a pudgy old guy in his underwear with a red cape flowing behind him. Dad, mm. um, what if um, Mr. Krupp shot an RPG and then it went... <laughs> RPGs are pretty powerful. Ugh. Mr. Krupp, come back, shouted Harold. He won't answer to that, said George. He thinks he's Captain Underpants now. Oh, no, said Harold. He's probably running off to fight crime, said George. Oh, no, said Harold. And we got to stop him, said George. And we got to stop him, said George. Oh, no, cried Harold. No way. Look, said George. He could get killed out there. Harold was unmoved. Or worse, said George, we could get into a big trouble. You're right, said Harold. We gotta go after him. The two boys opened the bottom file cabinet drawer and took out their slingshots and skateboards. Do you think we should bring anything else? Asked Harold. Yeah, said George. Let's bring the fake doggy doo-doo. Good thinking, said Harold. You never know. You just never know. When fake doggy doo-doo is going to come in handy. Harold stuffed Mr. Krupp's clothes, shoes, and toupee, toupee into his backpack. Then together, the two boys leaped out the window, slid down the flagpole, and took off on their skateboards after the amazing cat in underpants. Chapter 13, Bank Robbers. Daddy, I think I'm ready to stop at this next chapter. Is that the is that the one? Yeah. Because this is our next chapter that we're on when we read it, right? Okay. Alright. Burn. Alright, hold on, I'll get us uh, I'll get us our outro music here. See the thing where they scream Burn. Bird. Burn. Oh, burn. Oh, I know what you're talking about. The building is on fire. I said, no, what? <laughs> All right. All right. That is our Captain Underpants version by my son, Finnegan Barber. Now, what chapter do we uh, end on, 13? Uh, yeah, the robbers. Okay. Looking forward to the next chapter. Yep. See you soon. See ya.